What's most important to us, especially if we're working at the top of the funnel, is we need to get most acquainted with the problems that the product solves in the first place and the problems and critical business issues that our prospects and our customers are encountering on a regular basis. Not only that, but how they stack rank those problems. What, you know, what problems do they want to solve first, then second, then third, and why? And what systemic impact in a positive way will solving those problems have on other business units and teams in their organization? Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by my really good friend, Ralph Barcy, who's VP of Sales at Trade.io. Ralph, I just want to start off by saying I freaking love you, man. I really do. <laughs> and I love you. It's great to see you, and it's, uh, it's really an honor to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, you know, reprise were all about inspiring and educating folks. And of course, we have to have the legendary Ralph Barcy on, <laughs> on the show. So thank well, you. Well, I'm all about educating and inspiring. We need more of you on this planet, that's for sure. Well, you know, thank you for saying that because we've I've always felt that about you and we would sit there uh, at those sessions. We were just talking about you working at Achievers and we would meet up at 7 a.m. And for everyone who knows me, I am not a morning person. In fact, <laughs> I usually, I will my body will wake up in the morning but like i don't actually get going like really my my true self especially these days where i don't drink any coffee uh until probably about noon but uh but i'm still well, you did well you fooled me <laughs> cool well you inspired me so thank you <laughs> um well why don't you take a, a quick second to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about your career journey and and how you got to this point now because i know it's been a long and uh very exciting career. It has. Uh, it's been a wonderful career, and and uh, the journey's not over. Uh, so I am uh, currently overseeing the inside sales organization at Trade.io in San Francisco. Uh, we're a general automation platform, uh, and we help companies connect all the components of their tech stack so they can drive automated workflows across the enterprise. And I'm having a ball there. Uh, I've been in sales, I'm getting close to 30 years. And uh, the first half of my career was spent as an individual contributor, where, whereas the latter half has really been spent building and leading teams, uh, more specifically, sales development teams, teams that reside at the top of the funnel. Uh, and I've done my very best to share and show my work along the way. So as I go through this journey and I start learning from others and uh, I get some really good insights and nuggets of value along the way, I want to share that and pay it forward. So uh, when I can, I like to write a lot. I like to speak, uh, whether it's at conferences in person or virtually, uh, if there's a, an invitation to join someone on a podcast episode to share value in that format, I'm usually one of the first to sign up because I love to give back to everybody. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about strategy here, particularly for those top of the funnel folks. What is one tactic or strategy that you 
just implemented that works surprisingly well around really driving excellence within your sales development team? Sure. Well, um, you know, we've recognized that until a decision is made by each individual rep that they're going to be successful in the role and in their careers, uh, it's an uphill climb. So we want to ensure uh, as leaders that we can get our reps to flip the switch on and that they can make the decision that they are committed, they are focused, they are here to serve the marketplace uh, and their colleagues. And once that switch goes on, uh, we employ what we call standards of excellence. And the standards of excellence are comprised of four pillars. Uh, those four pillars are performance, process, proficiency, and professionalism. And we quantify and qualify our reps each month in those four areas. And it's mutually done. They're also quantifying and qualifying each month how well they've done in each of those categories. So again, once the decision is made by them that, look, we're part of the team, we know which way north is, uh, we're going to help make a collective effort to go north, uh, then we'll help them measure their progress against those four pillars each month. And I think it's been a game changer, not just at Trey, but at former companies I've worked with. And uh, it really helps reps uh, hold themselves accountable and look at themselves first. If uh, something's broken in their process, for example, and they're not getting the results that they expect, they will then line check that process. They'll check themselves. They'll make sure proper tweaks are put in place so they get, get on the right path. Got it. So let's say I'm a leader out there running an SDR team today, and mm -hmm. I want to implement this four pillar strategy. What are some of the immediate action items that I should uh, just put on my task list and start rocking and rolling and executing against today? Sure. So what you'll want to do as a leader and as an organization is you'll want to look at each pillar and you'll want to create three maybe subcategories that inform that pillar. So performance, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it could be the number of sales qualified opportunities or the number of closed one deals that you've produced in a given time frame. It could be your activity levels, whether it's email or social outreach or or phone calls, and it's very simple for you and the rep to quantify how well they've done against those metrics. Uh, when you take a look at process, for example, it could get a little uh, more challenging to, um, to break out. So examples might be CRM hygiene, uh, making sure that SLAs are met, whether it's between sales development and marketing or sales development and sales. Uh, you know, and, and it, it breaks out per category. So you have to identify what those subcomponents are of each category. And then you have to come up with a scale for criteria, what great looks like versus where a lot of help or improvement might be needed. So in my organization, we scale it uh, from one to five, one being this rep needs a lot of attention and a lot of help. Whereas on the other side of the scale, a five would be they may be an expert whose advice is sought out across the organization by teammates and colleagues alike. Uh, so yeah, find the subcategories of those four pillars and then find your, your criteria for, for actually grading yourselves on it. Got it. And so let's, let's talk about maybe some roadblocks or sort of uh, 
issues that might surface mm -hmm. while implementing this? Anything that maybe managers out there should keep an eye out uh, for? Yeah, sure. It's, um, you know, like anything, it really comes down to uh, discipline, execution, accountability, letting the rubber meet the road, putting skin in the game, however you want to look at it. You know, at the end of every month, for example, if that spreadsheet is not filled out, if the rep and or the manager have not uh, carved out time to do this monthly assessment and pay attention to these areas of um, improvement or these areas of focus, no one's going to win. Uh, and so if you as an organization or as a leader or just as a team uh, agree that, hey, this is something we're going to roll out, we're going to live towards these standards of excellence, and we're going to illustrate leadership by example, then do it, then actually do the work and hold each other accountable for, for making sure that it's done consistently. Now, Ralph, there's a lot of talk around product-led growth now, which, mm -hmm. you know, is not a new thing. It's just now we have the category, right? Yeah. What, first of all, have you ran any SDR teams that had to sort of manage leads coming in from product-led experiences? And if so, how has that changed kind of like the level of qualification? I know there's this new word or this new term rather, or, or acronym, um, product-led qualified or product qualified, I, I should say specifically. Yes. I don't know if you've had any experience around that. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, in a number of different ways, I've had experience with it as have my teams. What's most important to us, especially if we're working at the top of the funnel, is we need to get most acquainted with the problems that the product solves in the first place and the problems and critical business issues that our prospects and our customers are encountering on a regular basis. Not only that, but how they stack rank those problems. What, you know, what problems do they wanna solve first, then second, then third, and why? And what systemic impact in a positive way will solving those problems have on other business units and teams in their organization? So we really focus uh, our attention on the problems and you know, where they rest on a scatter plot of, of priorities for our prospects and our customers. Then when the product-led campaigns are underway and we start to qualify leads that might be coming in, or even if we're prospecting and generating our own leads based on the product-led content, for example, or campaigns, we always start with what um, problems that product solves. And then we get into the product itself. You know, We want to go to, from current state to future state uh, and identify, you know, where those issues are and what needs resolving in what order. I hope that answers awesome. your question. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, it does, it does, and it, it provides some, uh, some insight around kind of like the different ways that organizations look at product led. Ralph, thank you so much for your time today. Very much appreciated. If folks want to follow you, learn more about your content, uh, maybe, uh, learn more about you specifically, what are the best channels to reach you? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I love talking about this stuff. And you know, you and I could talk about it all day long. Absolutely. Uh, best way to reach me is uh, on LinkedIn. Please send a personalized invite if you're going to reach out to connect with me. It's Ralph Barcy. Very simple to find me. Uh, you can also subscribe to my blog at ralphbarcy.com. I respond to all inquiries and emails directly. 
Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at rbarcy. Awesome. Well, I'm going to send you a virtual hug, Ralph, and hope to see you in person soon. And uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, my man. Same to you.